0: I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. I hope you're doing well. Happy Tuesday, if you are listening to this when this releases. Um, we are publishing this one on Tuesday because we had some technical issues. So we are recording on Monday. So if you're listening to this on the day that it releases, I literally recorded this yesterday. Um we're working on it. We're working on it. But anyways, anyways, I hope you're doing well. If you are a reality TV person, I hope that you um, survived Love Is Blind slash Netflix Gate. If you don't know what I'm talking about, to be honest, I barely know what I'm talking about either. I'm not a Love Is Blind fan. I'm not somebody. It's not that I don't like it. It's just I don't really know anything about it. And but I really think I need to start getting into reality TV. Re- like reality tv is i think the essence of our pop culture there are so many references and like i feel like important things that i don't know this is also probably because of the industry that i work in but it's so culturally relevant that i really think i am less of an academic person if i don't watch trash tv maybe a hot take i'm not really sure but something happened with Netflix and, like, Love is Blind. I guess they were supposed to, um, like, show some finale live or, like, something was supposed to happen live. And then Netflix went on live, like, a live stream and was like, "We promise it's worth the wait. Like, give us a second. And all these brands started coming in, like, trying to be interesting and, like, calling Netflix out. It was actually quite funny. If you go to Twitter or TikTok or anything, like, you'll probably find it. But... Um, yeah. And then they like fumbled the bag and didn't end up like, they're like, oh, we're just going to release it like a regular recording. I don't know, but it's these type of things. There's like these conversations that I want to be in and I don't know anything about them. I think like, I, let me know what you think. What is the reality TV horse load? If you were to take a, like, if you were Entering into the school of trash TV, I, I shouldn't call it trash TV. We'll just say reality TV. Like, what are the what are the main shows? Here are the ones based on my research that I think go into that. Vanderpump Rules, except I think it sounds like that's like going down, but then the scandal stuff is like bringing everything to light. Not really sure, but I think that's like on its outs. Let me know in the comments. Um, Love is Blind, Summer House. Summer House seems quite relevant and now I'm seeing a lot of those people like Summer House people come up on my social media. Summer House people's careers like after the show um, seem to be really interesting. So Summer House, um, what is the, it's not Love is Blind, it's they have a UK one. Love Island. Love Island seems to be like Also one that should be in the course load. So if you were to make a reality TV course load as somebody, if you're somebody who listens or watches reality TV, please let me know in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube or um, any clips on uh, our different social channels, I want to know what, what do I need to watch? I also, can you let me know where I watch them? Because to my understanding, reality TV, I thought was still a thing for cable. I haven't owned, like had cable, in years do people still have cable i want to i really should look what is the percentage of people that actually have cable let's look i love that we have the internet to do this this is from 2023 56 percent of americans say they watch cable or satellite tv oh according to a 2021 survey this is down from 76 percent who said the same thing in 2015 of those who don't watch tv via cable or satellite 71% say they don't need it because they find the content they want to watch online I think that I am so surprised that cable television still captures 56% of Americans that is honestly insane I don't remember the last time I've had cable I'm not even sure if my parents had cable when I left like after high school I do not know but anyways anyways yes, this is something that I'm feeling is relevant. I'm thinking that it's like reality TV just needs to be something that I get into because I keep, there's conversations that I'm having that I just realize I don't know anything about. And honestly, I just want to be in the conversation Um, and being on the internet and like brands that we work with at work, like sometimes we'll reference these things and they'll want to reference them in like TikToks or whatever. And I, I just think it'd be important and. In- Important for me to um be educated on this, you know what I mean? But oh, this reminds me, okay, I wanted to get a poll from you guys, and now I promise we'll get into the episode. But I wanted to get a poll from you guys. I was at a friend's house and I was staying over at her place, and so I brought toiletries. Like I, you know, it was out of state, so I brought shampoo conditioner. I'm gonna give you the rundown: shampoo conditioner, body wash. Face wash, moisturizer, like full skincare routine, razor. Yes, that's what I brought. And I, when by the time I got to her place, I was on the last leg like, of my trip, so I'd ran out of body wash. So I'd, met, I'd asked her. I said, "Hey, uh, can I borrow some body wash from you?" And she was like, was, "She was like, yeah, of course." And I was like, "Thank you." Um, yeah, I'm on. Like, I'm, I'm completely out. Um, and she went, "Wait, you brought toiletries?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she like looked at me funny. She was like, that's kind of weird. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I just expect you to use mine. Like, which, I mean, so super sweet. But the way she said it, it it was like, do people not bring toiletries when they travel? And I guess it depends. Like, I know men, I don't think men bring toiletries when they go to hotels. They just use the hotel's stuff, which is, I don't even want to say feral behavior because I really take feral as a positive thing. That is rat behavior and not rat behavior in a good way I everything on me would shrivel up if I used hotel toiletries and then at a friend's house I don't assume that I can use their stuff I mean there's some friends for sure and I've got one friend who she stocks up her bathroom like her guest bathroom purposely has like this little like kiosk it's like CVS in in there like you can just grab whatever you want which is super nice and we have that in my bathroom Or in my guest bathroom in case somebody forgets something um but like I don't just I don't know I want to hear your take when you're going we'll say when you go to a hotel or a friend's house like I want you to specify do you bring toiletries is that a thing I don't know so wow we've really like conversed a lot I feel like we've really gone through gone through a lot of things um Today is a little bit of a spicy episode. This was suggested to me and I thought it was so funny. Um, I'm going to be reacting to Dave Ramsey's TikToks. And if you're not aware, me and Dave, we're not besties. There's some things for like anybody usually, like they have good and bad. I'm not a huge fan of his practices. I'm not a huge fan of the way that he teaches his methods. I know that he's done amazing things for a lot of people. and That's awesome. And I think there's a time for like people in a certain place like his teachings might be helpful but i think a lot of what he says is misleading um and i'll be honest he gives me joel olstein vibes and i'm not not about that so we're gonna we're gonna have his tiktoks um and we're gonna we're gonna play the sound if you're listening and then if you're watching we'll have like the clip or whatever but um yeah we're gonna we're gonna go through and i'm gonna give some thoughts Okay, first one.
1: The big mistake with things that are intimidating or that we don't understand is to just turn it over to someone blindly and say, well, I've got me a guy. And this is how people lose all their money.
0: Oh, okay. So I picked this one because, like, I just disagree. I feel like this is super shaming. I understand what he's trying to say. But, like, I just you know he he says like if somebody if you're handing your money over to somebody to handle like that's how you lose your money. No it's not. You're not hand, handing it to some like Fred on the side of the road. We have our money handled by a um uh I guess what, what would you call him like a broker like Edward Jones, you know, financial advisor, like there's different types of things or whatever. We have our um uh, like a lot of our retirement and our investment accounts with A financial advisor with somebody who will invest it for you and i think like saying you know don't hand it to somebody is extremely dangerous especially because his his demographic like i think is they're usually pretty new to money like they're you know they're getting out of debt they're doing whatever um like and and i know for us you know we've looked into like should i just handle our investments but it was a weigh-in like i you have to weigh the pros and cons and at the knowledge level that we were at, we knew that we would make more money handing it to somebody, even if he's making like commissions and things, like we would still make more money having a professional do it than us doing it. And now I know a lot of people who absolutely they invest themselves. It's it's not that difficult to do. But with our portfolio and then the time that we wanted to spend, we wanted to Give that to somebody else. Now, 100% do your research. Like, I'm, we may be moving out of Edward Jones soon. I'm not really sure. But I think that he's... This is... And this is a theme with him. There's such extremes. Like, handing your money over to somebody is how you lose money. No, it's not. If you go and try... I feel like this is how we make gamblers. Like, where people just think they get into investing and it's like CryptoCon or something. And they're like, oh, I learn how to trade. And they don't actually know what they're doing. And that's when it gets dangerous. Not a fan.
1: Next. Car payment to car payment. Credit card to credit card. Student loan to student loan. I'm going to be in debt my whole life. I'm going to suck my thumb and hope the government, which is well known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me when I retire. I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to change my life. That's how you change your life.
0: Dave, I do not think that's how you change your life. I this is where it gets like really I get fired up I'm like this is where it gets like really preachy and weird for me the yelling I can't stand the yelling like and you know what no no more disclaimers like it it, sure people get to a point in their life when they're mad and like that's what they need to change whatever I feel that is so unrelatable and intimidating and I think money is already something that people get so intimidated by stop screaming god This is, (laughs) I also had a very feisty day, so I feel like this is
1: just going to be a very feisty episode. If you're traveling and you're using an expensive vehicle to travel in, whatever you drive at 40 or 50,000 miles a year, you are destroying its value.
0: This is what I, like, don't understand. So I guess he's, like, shaming people for having expensive cars. And this is also where I have an issue. Like, I feel like there's a lot of shame in his teachings, and sure, like it doesn't make. I'm definitely one. Like I'm gonna buy a more, uh, I, I guess like utility car or something that's got like good gas mileage. Like I'm, I'm a pretty boring car owner. But just because somebody wants an expensive car, like if they can afford it, just go for it. And then and then he's like, you drive the expensive car, like you're losing value. You're losing value on every car that you drive. Cars are some of the worst investments known to man. Like, they're just literally drive off the lot and every wheel turn, it depreciates. It's just the way it is. Like, we can calm down with that. Ooh, I remember. This one
1: makes me mad. You do not emotionally pay attention with borrowed money like you do when it's your freaking money. Because that cash is like real money. And that debt is like it's somebody else's money. It's like monopoly money Him,
0: his shaming on credit cards is is i can't i can't i can't with the credit card shaming i understand credit card debt is like an issue and 100 percent there are people who get into a lot of trouble and that absolutely i know that's real do not say that all credit cards are bad and do not say that you're not going to get rich if you have a credit card every rich person i know has a credit card and uses it well every rich person i know has a credit card and uses that credit card to their advantage that's why they're flying places that's why they're able to get hotels that's why they're able to buy these things because they're using their cash back it's Using, use if you're going to have a credit card, be smart about it 100%. And we've got episodes where we talk about like the best practices. If you're just like a new person on a credit card, and credit cards are like can be scary. And so, we've talked about like how do you ease yourself into that and also learn your own spending behavior. But not all credit cards are bad. And if you do not have a credit card, I genuinely have a concern for you. Like, I think not having a credit card is worse than having a credit card. Like you should, every person over the age of I'll say 20 should have a credit card, understand how to use it and use it to their advantage. And, and like every single transaction I make goes through a credit card, every single, not mortgage. I'm pissed about that. We would run our mortgage through the credit card if we could for the points, but it's also learning like you don't spend what you don't have, but that's it. That's, it's easy to say, don't spend what you don't have. It's just as easy to say that as, you know, credit cards are bad and you're bad and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to shame you for having a credit card. That irks me, irks me. If you guys um, follow uh, Aaron Confrontini, Confrontini, oh my God, Aaron, sorry if you're listening to this. Confrontini, Confrontini, Mm. She used to be called Money to Miles. It was a lot easier to say. Anyway, she is phenomenal. And she uh, does a lot of education on credit cards on her Instagram and her TikTok. Um, And so if you do not follow her, go follow her. She's got some amazing advice on using credit cards um, and how to use the points very, very well. Do not credit card shame. Get out of here with that.
1: You know, of the number of people who start college, how many graduate? 52%. That's an investment in my future said the other 48% that are sitting at home with no freaking degree, but by God, they got the student loan debt. Okay. This one, I actually like, again,
0: his yelling, please, please just tone it down, buddy. We don't need that crazy here, but I don't, I did really like this point in that. I think that college and going to college is something. It's just a narrative that, or a life path that we've really put a lot a lot of stock in and it's not it's not the right path for everybody nor is it the path to success in fact like it is no longer I mean it is not I'm not saying it's not impressive extremely impressive but it's no longer really a novelty to see a person who is super successful millionaire and didn't go to college I think that that's At least in like the books I've read and things like that's, that's a narrative that I'm, I hear a lot. And so to, to have, you know, kids in high school who are be being told a different narrative that all success only comes from college is really, really misleading and really, really dumb. Like, it's just, it's not for everybody. It's not the path to success. And I think it's in the U.S. especially because I hear other countries, they have these things like apprenticeships and everything where people will go straight into work. Um, Joseph and I were having a conversation on like alternative paths that you could take after high school, like into different career paths or whatever. We really need to normalize not going to college and we really need to normalize like figuring out who you are and what you want to do and like being very sure in that before you go spending thousands of dollars on a degree you may not use, cough me. Now granted, I will say, like I I do like I most most of getting a college degree, I think, is teaching you how to think. Um there's a lot of degrees that yes, you absolutely need for a certain career. Like if I was going to stay a chemist, I would still need that chemistry degree. But then there's other paths that they don't look at what the degree is. They just need you to know that you went through four years of being taught how to think. You know what I mean? That's all it is. All right, let's try it. Let's do another one. Honey, you're
1: broke. You don't buy a house when you're broke. You are broke and in debt. You make $35,000 a year and have a three-year-old. You're 24 years old. You don't go buy a house right now. This house will be a curse to you. Oh my God! I thought this one was so bad. He goes, "Honey,
0: you're broke. You don't go buying a house now." That's true. That's true. And the thing um, with this is another like narrative that I think that we've gone a little too far with. Like we really have shamed like people renting. And I, I, I think a couple years ago it was probably more on this, on the same messaging where I felt like. But you needed to buy, you needed to buy, you needed to buy. And I understand when people like you don't want to throw money at something that you're not going to get that money back from. And it is an investment 100%, 100%. But you're going to do yourself a lot more damage if you go buying a house because your friends have houses or because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or because, 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 because you think it's like the next life stage. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to talk about this whole like life stage path thing where we have like made these stepping stones in our minds. We tell a, b- ourselves a beautiful story of like how life's supposed to go, and some of us act on it. Some of us actually act on it because we're like, oh, well, I saw Betty Lou get you know a you know a boyfriend and then get married and then immediately buy a house and then immediately have a kid or whatever. And they're not people don't slow down to like look around and look, is this what I want? Like or is this? just the next thing and if and you know i just i think that sometimes people get into this headspace where you they're not sure what to do so they kind of look around and they take the next step that looks like what they're supposed to do it's always chasing this like what they're supposed to do and we're not pausing to realize there's no set path like a perfect path doesn't exist your path should look different if you look at anybody around you that you admire i bet their path has been anything but linear like we're just we we think that it's like you know oh there's a and there's b and then there's c and there's d literally life is spaghetti noodles like let's be real life is life is spaghetti noodles there is no nothing straight there's so many there's multiple of them usually slippery like this analogy is getting really weird but there will never be a straight and narrow path there will never be a straight and narrow path there has never been a straight and narrow path so trying to follow one is just going to cost you a lot of heartache oh okay we're gonna end on this last one I thought this was hysterical I just wanted to share this story
1: $3,200 in car payments oh my god what are you driving? Uh, it's our old Rice coast. I guess. Oh my gosh! What is your income, dude? Uh, around three hundred twenty thousand a month. Phenomenal! A month? Yeah, I started a digital marketing company. How old are you? Twenty-four. That's just insane! Congratulations. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This man. Calls in, I don't know why, I think he was calling in to see, like, should he be making car payments or whatever. His car payment, I think what he said was $3,200 a month, which is atrocious, atrocious. But this man makes $320,000 a month, almost $4 million a year at 24 years old. Started a digital marketing company. I'm like, what? I just thought that was funny. I was like, um, why are you calling into Dave Ramsey right now? Oh Dave. I'm sure I know he's helped a lot of people. I'm I know he has. Um, and I'm not dogging on everything that he does, of course. I think that uh some of his methods are are really helpful and I've read some things and I we've probably followed practices that came originally came from him because he has uh been a really, I guess, foundational member in the money community. However, a lot of his stuff I'm I'm not a fan of not a fan of but this was just a little fun just a little fun I thought it'd be uh, a nice little yeah almost like a roast I've never done a roast I'm also don't think that I'm really a person meant to roast let me know if you disagree I don't think I'm that person I also don't think I could take it <laughs> um my family's made fun of me my entire life so I feel like I'm tougher than I think. Anyways, uh, that's the show. That's the show. We've gone through, we had a little chit-chat at the beginning. We, you know, got to make fun of a angry, yelling, bald man. This has been a lovely time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let me know what you think of this, like, spicier content again i feel like i should like disclaim again nothing against dave ramsey not a fan of all of his practices some of his practices are great so if you follow the dave ramsey thing go off queen it's fine it is whatever life is not that serious i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it was at least entertaining it's kind of fun watching tiktoks together are you um like joseph will uh send will send tiktoks back and forth and i am one of those that i will like get overwhelmed because i see that he sent me 10 tiktoks and then so i won't watch them but then all of a sudden it's 24 And be like, have you watched the TikToks that I sent you? I'm like, no. So we'll lay in bed uh, usually um, most evenings and we'll watch them together. And it's kind of a nice little fun activity. And then when he's away, when he travels, um, I don't know if you know, on FaceTime, you can actually, uh, on FaceTime, you can share your screen. And so we'll FaceTime and watch TikToks together. So that was kind of, this was our like little TikTok watching session, comfort TikToks or something this wasn't very comforting anyway i hope you enjoyed this podcast i hope that you find it entertaining i hope you have a wonderful week please come back if you're new we would love to have you um and please leave a rating and review on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast if you're watching this on youtube hey hello youtube i'm so glad that you're here our youtube has been growing so i'm super super excited about that if you're not subscribed to the youtube please go to the youtube channel i post uh uh youtube shorts a lot we post the podcast and we might be starting vlogging soon by the time you let you know this is going up tomorrow uh well the vlog might be up by tomorrow so head over to the youtube channel check it out i love you so very much and i will see you guys next time bye